Welcome to another episode of We Might Be Overthinking This, but the podcast where we dissect this week's headlines and give you our in-depth and unsolicited opinions. I'm your host, Aaliyah. And I'm your other host, Dara. Wow. Okay. Um, first of all, I'm just like sorry to like our listeners, our mm-hmm. fans, and everyone that this episode has taken so long, but yes, it's happening. It's true. It's time. It's time. Taylor Swift, Midnight's. We're talking about it. We're breaking it down. Yes. We have so many thoughts. I'm honestly glad, though, that... So many feelings. We sat with it for a little bit. Yeah, me too. Me too. Because the conclusion that I have about the album now is not the way I thought about it a week ago. Yeah. So I think it's good that we took some time with it. Um, For people who don't know us personally, we are huge... Taylor Swift fans. I mean, I think that we both approach Taylor Swift differently. And I think we both approach our Swiftiness very, very differently. Yes. You know, you take a more (laughs) unhit. Yeah. A more unhinged. Yeah. 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 I was going to like, is that the word I want to use? Yeah. A more unhinged approach to it. Okay. I'm more rational. Sure. I'm not a big okay. fan of like the Easter eggs. I'm not a big fan of like. Well, I'm not 14 either. So no, no I'm not a exactly. big fan it of. Feels really childish and it feels really like self-indulgent on her part. I'm like, can you just like put out the music? Like, it's fine. Like, whatever you're talking about. Like, I love to like guess, of course, yeah. and like talk about and dissect the lyrics just as much as anyone else. But like the things leading up to it, like. The phone flipped over, like all that <laughs> stuff. I'm not really into that. Yeah. And like, okay, I've been a fan since I was 14, since yes. I heard our song. Seen, how many times have you seen her in concert? Three. It would have been four if it weren't but for Lover that goddamn COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We would have seen her in the Lover Tour in Boston. Which would have been my second time. Yes, yeah, so it would have been your second time. I saw her on the uh, Fearless Tour, the Speak Now Tour, and Reputation. Reputation was like literally the best time of my life. Obviously. Um, <laughs> so much fun. Um, Aaliyah surprised me at work. Yes, I did. I had no idea where we were going. Have we ever told this story? No, I don't think we have. I have no idea where we're going. Or wait, she's just telling me we're just going to get on this train <laughs> and you're just going to follow me. I, but I did guess. Oh, well, we it took waiting. a while though. Yes. You were guessing like some pretty lowbrow things. Like, yeah. No offense. You were thought I was taking you to a Who Weekly podcast taping. <laughs> yes, I did. I was like, oh, it's going to be a little bit better than that. <laughs> okay. Yes. And then you're, you know, the face you made when I guessed Taylor Swift gave it away. You had to ultimately reveal. Yes. But it was still an epic surprise. Yeah. Crazy night. Calling it Rain, Rain Show. Show. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I guess I have a different uh, relationship with the Easter eggs because she used to do them so genuinely and in kind of a low key kind of way. They yeah. weren't the, they weren't what they were, what they are now. Yes. It was just like They've taken on a, a completely whole different new life. Yeah. Yeah. And it has gotten out of control and I don't have time for the theories and decoding every other thing. Yeah. The, the number, the letters in the cake, like exactly the color of the jewel. The yeah. The sh- yeah. It's just like, Okay, I think at like some point we have to take the music more at face value. We have to. We have to like just return to the text. Yeah. And what we're going to do today is return to the text. Yes. So Taylor Swift, uh, last week, Oct- uh, October 21st, <laughs> um, released her 10th studio album, Midnight's. Yeah. She announced it a couple months prior. No pre-release singles. Bold. Bold. Yeah. 
I wonder why. Um, well, she didn't need to since she's occupying yeah. every single position in the top 10 right Spoiler now. Spoiler alert, she's broken every single record previously held by herself. Yeah. Uh, the album has gone. Well, I thought it was previously held by Drake. I, I mean, many other, rec- many other records. Yes, Drake had... P- the he had nine of the ten yeah. top ten spots. Yeah, she's currently holding ten of the top ten spots. For the first time ever, there's no men in the top ten of the Billboard charts. All right, but she sold over a million records, a million and a half, which people thought was never going to happen again because record sales are just aren't what they yeah. are anymore. And she broke 1. her own one pure sales. Yeah, she broke her own record that was previously no, what is held. That, what does that mean again? Well, like, what's the difference between like the one point five million and then one point one pure sales? Pure sales is like, I, uh, is it one point one pure sales? I thought it was like five hundred thousand. Oh, one more. I, that means I saw a million people million. actually bought the album or some form or, or like bought a song okay. that contributed to the album sales. When it goes into just like pure consu- to like consumption, it's like contributing streaming into that. OK. Um, but what's impressive is that she's actually sold a million records. Right. Which no in one In three does. days, right? In three days. Yes. No one does that anymore. Mm hmm absolutely insane like it has the biggest one is in recent history is adele right. from 25 uh, yeah the album 25 was Which sold like that's million. like three yeah like 3.5 yeah yeah but okay so congratulations yeah Taylor. yeah so she's riding high right yes. now but records aren't everything right there's a lot to get into yeah what are your general feelings mm-hmm. um Upon hearing Midnight's and okay. sitting with it for a week or so. So upon first listen, I was disappointed. Yeah. Okay. Um, Off the bat. Off the bat. Yeah. Uh, I w- was pretty bored. I remember when I listened to it the first time, I didn't go back to it for like a few days. And then I knew we were going to be recording. So yeah. I knew I had to kind of like you had to study. sit with it, give it a few listens. Yeah. When I came back to it like the second time, I think I was listening to Labyrinth and mm-hmm. I literally checked to see how many songs were left because I was bored. <laughs> yeah. Um, Not a fan of Labyrinth. Uh, but when I listened to it all the way through and then played the 3 a.m. songs yeah. following the last song Mastermind yeah. on like the Jack Antonoff version. I think, like, the songs are all really pretty. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, sonically, you know, I enjoy listening to a lot of songs. Yeah. When I listen too hard, do I think about how derivative and repetitive a lot of the songs are, formulaic? Yeah. Yeah, and that can get problematic. But overall, I think lyrically not the strongest album but sonically very pretty a lot of songs that i think would like sync well with like shows and movies sure um maybe songs that i myself want to listen to on the beach and pretend i am in a yeah. show or a movie mm-hmm. um but not a lot of songs that really like sucker punched you yeah. you know not a lot of songs you know that really are like kind of giving me that epic taylor moment yeah but there are a lot of songs that I like. There are some good moments. After listening to a few times, and we'll get into those yeah. in a little bit. But what did you think upon first and second and early listens? Okay. But my After my first 
initial listen i went back and listened again and just like wrote some kind of wrote some just like off the cuff notes what are the notes our first note is midnight is supposed to be this concept album about these like late night thoughts that keep you up that you just like need to get out that maybe you wouldn't say in the daylight 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 yeah i don't see that concept anywhere Made in a few. I completely forgot about that. Right. I'm glad you brought it up because it's not a concept. Because it's, I don't hear that concept because each song is supposed to be a song which is an idea or something that's kept her up at midnight. Yeah. Okay. Are we supposed to take that literally? I think so. When she talks, when like the whole yeah, I I I have because that's like that kind of like prepackaging of an album. I like to disregard. You know, there was a time where I really, really liked that from Taylor. Yeah. Um, I really liked kind of following what I thought was like her saga, yeah. reputation and folklore and evermore. But like now I feel like I would like the music to speak more for itself. Yeah. And like, I think she maybe I guess you're right. We don't, you don't have to take it so literally because I feel like she just like doesn't know what a concept album is and yeah. like is using that term pretty loosely but for all intents and purposes it's not a concept album yeah so we're just gonna disregard, disregard that yeah um because the things that you would think would be in a concept album about being kept awake with these like longing thoughts at midnight i'm not seeing it like torture and insomnia and melancholy if anything, Folklore and Evermore are far more concept albums than this is. Yeah. I mean, I think it is her weakest songwriting by far. And if Taylor is nothing but a capital S songwriter, yeah. she is one of the greatest American songwriters of our generation. Yeah. And that's still true. And in general, like, listen, nine for ten pretty good batting average it's not bad and i'll give her one but i just feel like this album there are some fun songs but it, it didn't need to be an album it didn't need to be have this full rollout it feels rushed this story she's told about how like her partner and jack antonoff's partner were off making a movie so they holed up in a studio and just started like yeah m- making this what did she say? Joe Alwyn and Margaret Qualley, they were filming a movie like where in like Peru? Panama, I think. Panama. Yeah. And so Jack and her were like waiting for them in New York. Yeah. And that's when they created this. Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. Didn't need to happen. Maybe you could have just had a little me time. I think that this could have happened and they could have like edited about like six or seven songs. Well, Dara, you said the magic word edit yeah she doesn't have that right now yeah i mean i think the fact that there's even just like another side with like jack antonoff making it i think 19 songs with the 3 a.m versions 20 total but some of those are uh aaron dresner songs that's what i'm saying oh yeah 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 i'm saying like i think that just the songs with jack need to be edited oh, so oh. on top of that you yes. add the 3 a.m versions yeah. i'm like this is all too much. It's, and it's not all too well. Yeah, because now I'm like skipping around like a lot when I'm listening. Like, yeah. <sighs> I can't listen to this thing top to bottom. And usually after a Taylor Swift album comes out, I'm obsessed with it. I'm listening. It's yes. the only thing I'm yes. listening to. Yes. The weekend it came out, 
I didn't I, go back to it I for did, days. For days. For days. For days because it was a bummer. It was a bummer to go back to it. Now I have to kind of pick out certain songs and on their own, they're kind of okay. Like I think Midnight Rain is a... Sh- what are? Yeah, I was going to say, what are some of the songs that you really, really do like? Okay. I like Lavender Haze. Okay. I don't... I like Antihero, but I do think it's a little cheesy. What do you think about Maroon? I'm not crazy about Maroon. Okay, what see, did I, say I about really Maroon? like Maroon. Uh, no Wait, notes? No, no. I have no, no I I wrote nice. Okay, I really like at the end when she says, and I wake with your memory over me. That's a real fucking legacy. Yeah, I like that lyric. I really like that lyric. It's, and I like the way she sings her, it. I like, yeah, I think that the way she sings it is really strong. A real fucking legacy to leave the burgundy on my t-shirt when you splashed your wine into me and how the blood rushed into my cheeks so scarlet i she's been dealing with colors for so long it's a part of her mythology now at this point yeah and i also like her to suspense with referring to new york i think we get it we get it she knows she talks about the one i was dancing with in new york yeah no shoes looked up and you know those are all kind of like tricks she has in her pockets that she'll always like pull out yes. but i think like they need to be retired yes because they're getting repetitive yeah um, um can i also like talk about another song that i think is really sh- really repetitive yeah. the great war yeah well she references literally the lyric doesn't is not the song where she references the lyric would have, could have, should have. Okay. I got confused when I was listening to that because I was listening to it and I hear the lyrics of would have, could have, should have, <laughs> and it's playing Great War. Yeah. I thought my phone was messing <laughs> up. And I'm like, wait. And so I have to like go and check the lyrics. And no, sure no. enough, she has a song called Would have, could have, should have. And she also, ha- in the Great and War. And that doesn't feel. You- yeah. I no. That doesn't feel to me clever like oh I'm tying these two songs together. No, not at all. It feels it lazy. Feels, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it feels um, lazy. But with the Great War, I'm like ugh. I feel like that song was really derivative of Long Story Short. Yeah. And like It that, also kind of sounds like a Lana Del Rey song. That and also like this idea that like in the Great War she talks about basically the time when the internet hated her uh-huh. and no one saw her for a year and Joe was the only one who was by her side. That's what she talks about in Long Story Short. She talks about... Yeah. And in also a much like, better way. In a much better way. And, like, she already refers to that time as, like, war. In Long yeah. Story Short, she talks about being surrounded on all, all sides. sides. She talks about dropping her sword, knocking on Joe's door. Yeah. And Long Story Short, it, you know, it was a bad, bad time. time. But it's like, this is like, again, you're telling us about that same situation. And in Long Story Short, she wraps it up for us. She concludes that now she's much happier, Mm -hmm. that she would tell her younger self to not get lost in these petty things. Cut to two years later, she's telling us about again. We get it. Joe was there through that time. And I think that that is a the biggest problem with this album is that it's all so derivative of 1989 reputation and lover and also topics that she has covered to 
death. Like, I just feel like I'm, I'm, there's a, so much reminiscent of lover on here. And, but that's kind of why I like anti-hero because I yeah. think anti-hero, even though it's not particularly relatable, I do like hearing her talk about herself um, and kind of the way that she's presented in the media and kind of like maybe some of the flaws that she plays into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I know some, a lot of people probably don't like it, but like I don't mind the man. Uh, <laughs> I can listen to it. It can be fun. It yeah. can be fun. It can be fun. I wish it's she had fun. made a video for it. You wish she had not? Right. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So, what, you think, like, anti-hero and the man, they're kind of cousins? No, I actually think anti-hero and the archer are cousins. And that archer is really what she captured that really well. Mm. And I I thought she wrapped it up in the archer. And I didn't think that there was any... I don't think she's saying anything more on anti-hero that she didn't cover on the archer much better. Yeah. It just, again, it feels like a dead horse that we've, we've beaten to death. In terms of writing, I do like the line, did you hear my covert narcissism? I disguise as yeah, culture. Like my favorite of- lyric is sexy baby. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I mean, can we talk about also the elephant in the room? Yes. Jack Antonoff. Yeah. Okay. I'm done. I'm done with it. Okay. And that's one of her biggest problems. And that's, I think this is, okay. I was thinking about it. I think some of her best albums come when she feels like she has something to prove. Agreed. Yes. And I don't think she felt like she had anything to prove on this album. Mm -hmm. I think with reputation, she was, well, no, no, sorry. I'm going to go back. Um, I think 1989, she had a lot to prove that she could be a capital P pop star yeah. and that she wasn't going to wish-washy in country anymore and that she was going to go full on and do it. Really Santinto's down on it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, I think to a certain extent, she had something to prove on reputation. Yeah. Maybe not musically, but personally. Yeah. Um, had some grudges and things she wanted to talk get, about. Talk about. Yeah. She was angry on that album. Yeah. She's also not angry enough. And I think she needs to get a little angry. Okay. What does she need to be? Okay. I'll let you finish. And then folklore. Mm-hmm. I think she had something to prove that she could go do this indie thing. Yeah. And that she could really. And that she could bounce between genres. Yes. Really and easily. that she was yeah. still after reputation and lover a songwriter and that she could just sit down and write songs with a guitar or a piano without all the production and that that could really let let that stand on its own and i don't think she's she's like feeling she has anything to prove right now but going back to jack yeah they're just they've worked together too much to the point where like are they a freaking band at this point? Yeah. He's not pushing her into any new directions. He's not pushing himself into any new directions. He's literally going back into the fun, the band fun that he used to be in, mm-hmm. into that watering hole and using production from uh vocal tricks that was like the trademarks of fun on Taylor Swift. And uh, things that they've already done in previous albums of oh, hers. Oh, yeah. And things he's done with Lord. Yes. Literally, there's a uh, a moment in Lavender Haze. There's this, like, drum um, transition uh-huh. that is 
note for note identical to the Lord's uh, hard feelings and loveless song. Uh huh. All this shit is new to me. Oh, yeah. This is my favorite tape. And, and there's also that one song, and I can't remember which one it is on Midnight's, where she says, I remember. Yes, I remember. Where is that Are we from? out of the woods yet? Are we yes, out of the woods? Yes. Thank you. Yes. She has okay. said that before. Why is she saying that again? Again. Does she feel like she can just like tie these songs back like that? You but, can't. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't it's, feel like that's necessary. And I also feel like in terms of like working with producers, her most exciting stuff is when she's working with new producers for the first time. Yeah. Max Martin. When she worked with Jack for the first time. Yeah, when she, she worked with Aaron for the first years. time. Yeah. And I just think that he is like just saying yes to every idea she has, isn't pushing back on anything. And there's no editing in in the lyrics. Like, can we talk about some of the lyrics? Though? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can we talk about Midnight Rain? Because I know you really like that song, I right? I really like that okay. song. Okay. What do you think about... Okay. A lot of these songs, she really, really wants us to think she's talking about Joe. Yeah. And so I'm inclined to not push back. But, like, in Midnight Rain, that song, the song sounds a lot like it's about Joe. Yeah, I guess. What do you think about the Wait, lyric? you think it's about Joe? No, it's about, like, Tom Hiddleston or Calvin Harris. It's like, you wanted my... Uh, you think that um, Tom Hiddleston wanted to make her his bride? <laughs> Child bride. <laughs> um, but it's about, it It sounds like it's about a, a relationship that's no longer happening. Okay, I feel like all of her songs with Joe sound like relationships that are no longer happening. Um, Joe is okay. the least exciting muse ever. Okay, really? I don't so think it's about we're talking Joe. about Tom Hiddleston again? Tom or Calvin, ugh, I don't know. One of them, if you believe any of that. Or maybe it's about Carly. Okay, but I do like the lyrics. He wanted a bride. I was making my own name, chasing that fame. He stayed the same. All of me changed like midnight rain. I don't know. Honestly, I at one point when I was listening to it, it sounded like it was someone from like long, long, long time ago. Because like he stayed the same. Well, I like... I mean, they've been together for six years, so I think Calvin or Tom would be considered a long, long time ago. Yeah, but, like, why would they be staying the same? And, like, if Tom Hiddleston was staying the same, it's because he was, like, 45, so like, <laughs> he's not going to change. Well, like, like okay. that just, like, sounds like someone who's, like, kind of stuck in something, like, not staying the same. I would same. say, like, the argument would be for Calvin, because they were together for a year. It's her second longest relationship to Joe. Yeah. So, like, in that year, she was, I mean, she was chasing that fame. That was the height of 1989. Yeah. And, I mean, come on, what does Calvin do? He does pretty much stay but the same. But do you feel like in 1989 she's chasing fame? Like, I feel like it's yeah. pretty no, much, I do. like. I do. Yep, yep, yep. She yeah. is. She is. Okay, like, that's how she sees yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She was on top of the world, and she wanted to be even higher. Yeah. Okay. But I feel like we've addressed that era in Tom Hilson and reputation. We have. Like, to death. We have. So, like, <laughs> so, like, where are we going? Yeah. So, like, what are we talking about? Um, what are some of the other, like, high? Okay, what do you think about Vigilante shit? 
I'm not. I, I know you don't agree with me, but there's a lot of internet talk on this album, and it's really, really no, like. I don't disagree me with off. you. Well, it sounds like Billie Eilish. Yes, but, and I think this is something a lot. Of but I also think it sounds like a leftover song from Reputation. It though, does. To be fair to her, my follow up to that was: it sounds like Billie Eilish's song "You Should See Me in a Crown," which came out in 2019, but Reputation came out in 2017. Yes, it did. So, but. Um, the thing is, it's like people have sit, been saying, oh, you know, some of it sounds like Billy. Some of it sounds like Maggie Rogers. Some of it sounds like Lord and Popcast were talking about this. And I think that they had a good point, which is that like each, those are her sons. Yeah. So what does it say that now those people that she influenced, she's now being influenced by. Like, but I really do think it sounds a lot like Reputation. So, do you think that's a song that like was on the cutting room floor? Reputation, not necessarily that, but that she went back to that kind of mindset and that kind of songwriting. Is that what's go- is that her problem to- now with re- these re-records? That she's in this pa- this her mind is in the past, maybe, and she cannot because in Midnight's, I think you can p- pick out a lot of songs and put them on older albums of her yeah totally. you know bejeweled i think would go on 1989 maybe even red um vigilante shit you know could be a leftover from reputation draw the cat eye sharp enough to kill a man no well, i don't I'm uh, not what do that. you think about karma karma i hasn't really stuck with me i can't really say one way or another i think karma. they're karma and vigilante yeah this doesn't come like this album doesn't come close to some of her best work like what do you think about mastermind i don't really like it i don't really get it like what okay do you think it sounds like early uh odds postal service and imogen heap like the music sonically um that wasn't something i thought of uh-huh. do you yes <laughs> and i really <laughs> <Whoa>. like it <laughs> Oh, you like Mastermind. I like how it sounds. Okay, so when I'm like... Well, we know she loves Image and Heap. Yeah. And when I was just like listening to it, like, you know, doing things, la da 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 I was like, oh, I like this. And then when like I stopped and like listened to what she was like actually talking about. Yeah. That's what... Taylor. Yeah. Be fucking for real. Right. Talking about scheming, laying groundwork, and setting traps to get Joe Joe Alwyn. No, you didn't do any of that. No. Like... No. And like, that's what I'm talking about. When she ever she talks about Joe, I'm like, I never believe the story. Like, it's just too much. It also much. Like, totally contradicts like other songs she's like. Yes. Written about him. Yes. Where it's like ha- these crazy acts like Silver. Uh, what fuck? What's that song called? Um, Golden Golden String. Uh, Golden thread. no, no, invisible string, invisible string, literally invisible string. Which okay, I will give you is about Joe Alwyn, and it's the one of my favorite songs. Yeah, it's literally about these like happy accidents that mm-hmm. like lead you to this person. Yeah, like so. What is Mastermind? Yeah, like, what are you talking about? Yeah, what? I just think that like none of these songs would even be in my top have woodcraft the top 20 maybe not even my top 30 taylor swift songs no no except for me not top no not i would maybe put midnight rain in top 30 maybe number 30 i don't think i would 
What a kind of shut up. I really want to say okay, that. Yeah. Someone. I thought it, there's something about like that happening. One. There's like a little bit of like Cheryl Crow that I'm yeah, hearing in it. Yeah. And it, like it really to me could signify like another actual ch- like sometimes Taylor has not filler albums, but you know how like, OK, she's filler songs. She does. She has filler <laughs> songs. But like, you know how like. Like you brought up Lover and like. Ever since you did that, I am kind of like seeing similarities in terms of like she has these albums that like she plays around is experimental and she makes mistakes. And then the next album is like way, Mm -hmm. way stronger, like way more like concise. Yeah. Because I don't think like I think that like a hot take, I guess, but I don't think really I don't think 1989 is. I think half that album is good. Yeah, I agree with that. But then reputation, I think, yeah. is a lot stronger yes. top to bottom. I agree. And and yeah. then I think Lover, there's a lot of skips on that. And then she comes out with Folklore. And Evermore. Is, uh, an almost perfect album. Period. Period. So that's why like, I keep going back to like Woulda, Coulda, Shoulda, because I hear that yeah. as like maybe like laying the seeds for like what could be like the next like strong and cohesive well, what album. What do you think is next for her? Where do you think she goes from here? I would love like, what would I love from her? Like, who do you want her to work with? Ooh, who do you want her to work with? I want her to work with like other songwriters. I was listening back to like bonus tracks today, which mm-hmm. listening to bonus tracks that yeah. are far superior to all of Midnight's, like going back from like Fearless to to Evermore. Yeah. It's insane. And that like I, I would love for her to like write something with like like Waxahachie and like uh-huh. that's like a little more like just like pure songwriting and like has like roots in like country again. I just really think that's like where she thrives. Mm. And I know she can write a masterclass pop song. Yeah. And she certainly can. And like, I don't know, maybe we call Max Martin up again. Yeah. Or we work with like Charlie XCX or, or like Jewel. <laughs> I think that would be like really great. Jewel? Yes. Oh, I think they would write a really great song together. I'm sure she would. Jewel would love to get that song, that that call. Yeah, I bet she would too. No doubt. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No doubt she's available. No doubt. But like, I want her working with like younger people. I want her working with a woman for God fucking sake. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Please have a woman in the room. And stop picking pictures of your engineer because that's the only woman you work with. Yeah. God damn it. I don't care. Speaking of women, what songs on this album do you think are like particularly sapphic? Any? Like I That's another like, thing. I that's another thing. I it's feel the like the straightest album. I know. I feel like after that, like she let that Rolling Stone article come out about her queerness and she's like, no, I'm going to say boy on every single track. I'm like, like maybe, stop Lavend- it. Like, maybe Lavender Haze. <sighs> yeah. But maybe. like, again, no, because I don't know what any of these songs are about. So it's hard to point anything to being like queer or gay. Yeah. Exactly. But I do feel like I like want her to like make a heavier album and like like with more guitars and like that's like like kind of like maybe like a little like old school Kelly Clarkson like um yeah that kind of like yeah. rock 
pop rock, Ashley yeah. Simpson, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. Like Avril Lavigne. Like, I know that's like going back in time, but like, I think she could just do that really well. And that would be really a really fun, interesting album for her. Like, I don't know. Like with Steve Albini, like, I kind of like want her to go and like continue in the direction of the sound of like Midnight Haze and like the sound of Maroon. Yeah. Like I like those sounds. Yeah. I just wish that lyrically they were stronger songs. Yeah. What do you think? Like I was listening to the podcast episode of this about them talking about Taylor and at the end they pose this question um, about that like female artist to continue writing like interesting music or like prolific music need to, you know, go through life changes. And for most women that's having a child and the fact that Taylor hasn't had a child yet is what's like holding her back from like writing about new material, which I just thought was like so offensive Yeah, that like a woman needs to go through motherhood to continue to have like she literally talks about not wanting that 1950s shit yeah she literally talks about she's not taking like the road that's already been traveled like she's oh that reminds me of Miranda Lambert I would love for them to work together yes that would be great okay so Miranda Lambert Avril Lavigne Kelly Clarkson were kind of like all over the place talking about wanting like a streamlined album I think that could be cohesive I mean uh, Miranda Lambert makes like country rock. Yeah, sometimes. So you just want her to like lean more into like the rock. Yeah, I want her to like lean into more to this like kind of. No one makes rock music anymore. Rock music's dead. I like her like breathless like indie pop. Yeah, I do too. You know, I'm into that sound. But I just feel like she's done that. Yeah, and I think this would be something new. Yeah, you know, bring rock back to the charts. No. <laughs> um, do you think that um, speaking a- about her motherhood? No, I don't think that Taylor has to have a child no. to, to write music. It's like, and it's just to like that point. How many men do, would you ever say like, oh, exactly. then you need to go have a kid to write some more like, new, interesting music? Like, yeah. And she's like 32. It's not right. even like she's like 50 and she just like has not experienced it she's just like living her life yeah do you think that bigger than the whole sky is about her having a miscarriage i know i saw people saying that just because like she talks about like never getting to like meet the person and like they're only there for a short time um what is she talking about like empty wound uh like barren lands barren lands yeah. It's possible. I mean, what is it? What are the statistics? One in three women? It's very possible. Um, that would be something. But that's what a lot of people are taking it, that, that song to mean, right? Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. 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 I like that song. I don't mind it. I so, I, I, you know, I do think that she is, like, kind of, like, revealing things. Yeah. And I think maybe, like, as we sit with it more and more, maybe, like, we'll find that we do feel closer to her through it. That's true. The thing about Taylor is that she's lucky is that I wouldn't give most albums this these many chances. to. And, like, I don't yeah, think... Yeah, I'm going to give it a few more listens. I don't think that a, a, an album needs to immediately hit you because yeah. hopefully good albums are, like, 
reveal new things with every listen and that's why it becomes like a worthwhile listen and that keeps you coming back but I do think I'm trying a lot harder with this album than I would any other album because it's Taylor I am like stopping you know pushing pause and then rewinding me like okay well I really just like that lyric yeah because it's just like kind of not happening that often right yeah and and like I really wanted to like remember what I did like about the album because I just didn't like want to shit on the whole thing yeah um I'm still like incredibly excited about the tour of the era's tour I think it's gonna be like three hours long Mm -hmm. she announced all the openers yesterday yeah what do you think about the fact that Olivia Rodrigo is not an opener I don't think they fuck with each other no I don't think they do either I thought a long time ago when the whole thing was going on with their royalties that that shit does not leave relationships clean. Yeah. That like Taylor got all those royalties, took all that money out of Olivia's pocket and it was still just like, oh, mother and daughter all is well. Yeah. No, I knew that was going to strain it if it wasn't already strained to begin with. And then on top of that, Paramore came for Olivia's bag as well. Yeah. And and Paramore's opening. opening. Yeah. Um, Olivia was just on tour not that long ago, though, right? Yeah, so. But, yeah, you don't think that that means. The tour is next year. And there's, like, absolutely no delusion that, like, Olivia is, like, too big to open for Taylor. Absolutely not. Yeah. (laughs) So what do you think it means that she's not opening? I think they don't fuck with each other. Yeah. And, like, I actually think at first Taylor thought all the association was really cute, and now she doesn't. Yeah. I think she regrets it. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. think she does, too. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll be a long time before we see her like co-sign someone so quickly, so mm-hmm. heavily again. And I, I even wonder if it like, like she kind of like in the process of like the royalty stuff, like kind of saw behind the curtain a little bit and like uh-huh. kind of thinks that Olivia is like not the real deal. Uh huh. And that's like another part that's like turned her off. Uh huh. I don't know. But I thought it hit me to this morning. I was like, oh, she was the obvious, would have been an obvious choice. Yeah. And I mean, maybe she wasn't available. I don't know, on her schedule, but I doubt it. I think you make yourself available. You do. You do. Um, maybe we should go out on like talking about some of our favorite Taylor songs. Because yes. listening to this album can be a bit of a bummer. Did I already ask you what you thought about questions real quick? Um, just like a 30 second. Do you? I think questions is bad. I think questions is actually kind of bad. If I'm remembering it right. It sounds like that band fun. I I, I think like it's a song where like if it's on, I'm fine with it, but I don't need to like go chasing after it. Yeah. Like I think people on TikTok really like it. Oh, okay. So it's just a question. Mm, No. Not into it, but or maybe I will. Wait. I I reserve the right to change my mind. You do. At, at you any do. Time, you at do. Any at any time. On any topic. But yeah, it 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 does make me you know like it just makes me want to go back like listening back to older stuff. I'm just like, yeah. What are sh- some of your favorite? What are your all time top five? Top five. I mean, why not? You said tell some of your favorite five? older. Yeah. That's really hard. Okay, I can do it. Um, even though it's like, it sounds crazy to say, cause it's like a, a, one of the biggest songs ever of hers, but like style is just respect so, oh, the so motherfucking yeah. craft. Yeah. 
Styles a masterpiece. Styles, Styles an, a- an absolute fucking absolute masterpiece. Absolute fucking Anytime masterpiece. Anytime it comes on, it deserves complete and total reverence and yeah. deference. I think dress. And gratitude. Yes. Dress is one of my favorites. Yes. Cruel dress s- made me a Swifty. Cruel Summer. Yeah. Uh, Cornelia Street. Mm. Invisible String. Um, Forever and Always. Okay. I think we've passed five. Oh. Um, Keep going though. All too well. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, which which oh version God. of All Too Well is canon to you? I would actually say the ten minute version is not canon. I would say that the original version is canon. Um, gosh, good. Then you go back to like fuck her first album, like Picture to Burn, mm. Sparks Fly. Mm. I mean, Fearless is a classic. Yeah. Like those I are really like white horse. White horse. Okay, but can I get to like some of my favorites? Like yes. now that you're like on no, your you 50th. May. You may have okay. I think well actually you continue because I want to pull up. No, I'll just be like be listen listing songs forever. But like I don't know, maybe kind of going back further, it's just like her early catalog, the songwriting is just so, so strong. That yes. like you really felt like she was there was so much care and like Okay. In my top five, no particular order, okay. right where you left me. Wow, hot take. I think I'm going to put that in my top five right now. Okay, I respect it's it. It's so freaking good. And then, I want to say, is it crazy to say Mirrorball? No, not at all. Like, can I stand in my truth? I, I mean, oh gosh, My Tears Ricochet. Yeah. One of the best lyric so- lyrics. That is great. She's ever written. I want to say clean. Yes. Um. I know places. Yeah. Sure. (laughs) I don't mind it. I mean, I just love them all so much. I mean, I'm like looking at my playlist, like in like her song, her feature with Haim Gasoline. Like, why haven't they written together or done anything together? I know. I mean, besides like her, besides just that remix, that and like, I mean, she has them on like one of her songs. Which one? Nobody, no crime. Oh yeah, that song. I think the jury's back in. I like it. I like it. And I think that that song should have been scrapped. (laughs) It's a fun writing exercise. It's It's a writing exercise. It's a nice ode to the chicks in the studio having fun. Yeah, but I think it's like really cheesy. I feel that. And like. None of those women are eating at Olive Garden. Nope. You know, so it's just like silly. Oh, my God. I'm like, yeah. Need to. But. Okay. How should we end this? Taylor, we we still love you. Of course. You're still the king of my heart. Yes. I just like, I love you so much. I want you to do better. We were all rooting for you. And I'm not going to be one of those fuck, those fickle fans who are not fickle is the right word, but just those like fans that just like tells you everything's amazing when it's not. No, but there is a lot of good stuff here. There is. But ultimately, it's not her best album. No, it's not. You know, I do think it'll grow on me. I think I'll hear other elements that I like yeah, more and more. I think as it I will listen. too. And maybe as I kind of examine the lyrics more. Yeah. But no, it's not. It's not folklore. It's not evermore. No. It's not reputation. No. It's nothing of the sort like that. Nothing. Nothing, nothing of the sort. But but I think we gave an honest fair review, right? Definitely. 
and we'll see you in 2023 at MetLife. Taylor Allison Swift. Swift. Swifties out. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of We Might Be Overthinking This. We need to start reading five-star reviews. People like that. If they okay. leave a five-star review, yeah, we'll, read, we'll read it. We'll read your name. Yeah. We'll shout you out. Ali will come to your place and you get a kissy kiss. Kissy kiss. Yes, yeah, so leave us a review. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. He says what you heard is true, but I can't stop thinking about you and I. I said I've been there too a few times. Cause you got that James.